Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. I'm ex-Philadelphia Eagles tight end Ken Dunnick, along with my partner, the ex-Eagles beat writer for NJ.com and the Trenton Times, Mark Eckel. And this is the Bird Brains. We're going to talk about the Eagles' season opener against Atlanta yesterday. But first, let me mention our sponsor, Jersey Man and Philly Man Magazine. They have a business network called the Legacy Club that meets at upscale locations every month. With over 300 members, it's great business connections for you. If you'd like more information, please email me, ken at jerseymanmagazine.com. Okay, Mark, uh, I'll venture back to our podcast last week, and we discussed the matchup with Kevin Nagandi. I think we were all in agreement as we looked at the Eagles' schedule that this was a favorable matchup for the Birds, and it was. They won the game 32-6. to I was a little surprised at uh, how poor Atlanta is on both sides of the ball, but give me your opening comments on what you thought about the Birds. I mean, you couldn't be more impressed with what they did. I mean, I – I thought I'll be honest. I thought they matched up okay with Atlanta, but a you know a rookie coach with basically a rookie quarter. I mean, Hurts isn't a rookie second year, but a unproven quarterback, a brand new look on both sides of the ball, going on the road um, in a dome to a team that also with a new coach. But I thought a team that maybe had a I thought the new coaching change there was for the good. Um, but no, I mean, anytime you win on the road in the NFL, it's a good win. Because, I mean, it's just, it just is. And to win like that, to win, to, I mean, I turned it off. I put, the, I put the Carolina game on. We actually had the game here down in um, South Carolina. It was, it was a Fox game. But I, to be honest, I, I flipped over to the Panthers and Jets at the end of the game because it was, it was, it was over. Um, I never thought that. I didn't think I'd be turning the game off in the fourth, you know, be, because the Eagles are up by so much, you know? Well, you know, it's funny. The Eagles, and we talked about this uh, prior to the podcast, because they don't play a preseason, really, uh, mm-hmm. it takes a while to get your legs under you. And I thought the first half was extremely sloppy. Now, Atlanta got off to a good start offensively. They um, they had to settle for two field goals. But Atlanta's defense is terrible. I mean, they're, they're, really, just, yeah. not a, they're just not a good defense. Their red zone offense that was bad last year is not good. I mean, Matt Ryan seems to make poor decisions when he gets inside the 20-yard line. Their line play on both sides of the ball was not good. So it's not a good football team, but, again, you can only play who's on your schedule, and the Eagles won the game handily, and now they move on. Hey, there's a lot of people telling you the Eagles weren't a good football team before this game started. I mean, everything I looked at had the Eagles in the bottom – you know, third of the league, bottom even further down than that. I mean, the Falcons were favored. Let's not, let's let's put this out. The Eagles weren't favored to win this game. The Falcons were three and a half point favored. So, to win why do you 20, think? Why do you think the people are so down uh, on the Eagles before this game? Is it because of a rookie head coach that's unproven? Yeah. Is it because you have a quarterback who really doesn't have much experience? Certainly, the Eagles have some big time weapons around him now. Well, but they're, it's all unproven weapons. If I mean, if you're looking at it from a national and, – and I'm not there now, so I can look at it. I'm on the outside. So if you're looking at the Eagles from the outside, you see a, a very unproven head, head coach. You got it. Nobody – I would say, you know, unless I follow the – I don't follow the league like I used to, but I, I still follow it. I didn't know who he was until they, they interviewed him. I really didn't. I didn't know yeah. Sirianni. I knew the other names that were being tossed around. I, Nick Sirianni. I mean, I, listen. I don't. 
I didn't. I be honest. I didn't know who he was. Um, so yeah, unproven, unknown head coach, a quarterback that second round pick that played four games at the end of last season and didn't look good in two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you said they have, you know, they do, but a, your your probably your best weapon is also a rookie, your mm-hmm. wide receiver. Now he was the Heisman Trophy winner. I, we both agreed it was a great pick. It, it, things broke just right for him. For the Eagles to, to when when Denver um, didn't take a quarterback like everyone thought they would and probably should, it turned that whole draft around because then Dallas couldn't get a corner, so the Eagles so they were more than willing to move down a couple spots and still get the guy they wanted and allowed the Eagles because let, let's be honest, Smith wasn't getting to the Eagles if there wasn't a trade. The Giants were going to take him. Everybody right. knew the Eagles knew that. That's why they they moved up ahead of the Giants, but. Dallas was more than willing to move down because the guy they wanted, um, well, the two guys they wanted, either one of the corners, uh, Horn or Sertan, were gone. But anyway, Smith, you know, he's we both love that pick, and he he had a great opener, um, but he's a rookie. Their other wide receiver is coming off a disappointing rookie year, but I thought Rager played pretty well yesterday. Yeah, he, six he catches, forty-nine yards. Uh, you know, he he did what he was asked to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, defensively, now this is what I was impressed. I thought the Eagles' defense wasn't going to be very good. And it's, I, I, who knows? We'll see, you know, one guy, I'm not going to put everything on one game, but to hold a team to six points, I, and the Falcons are bad. And, and listen, Matt Ryan had a nice career, but it's over. Yeah, he, 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 Matt, he, 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 <laughs> the dichotomy of watching Jalen Hurts get away from the rush and roll out that run quarterback boots and keepers against Matt Ryan, who's really got only one option. He's got to hand it off or play action and drop straight back. And if there's a rush, he can't get away from it. He was only 21 for 35 for 164 yards yesterday. I thought after a slow start, I thought the Eagles defensive line really took over the game. Uh, you, you talk about getting pressure on the quarterback. You're talking about, Slowing down the rush, I believe Atlanta had over 100 yards rushing in the first half and very few yards in the second half. So the Eagles, the strength of their defense is their defensive line. That showed up yesterday. I thought their linebackers played a little more athletically than uh, I had anticipated. And and I thought their defensive backs covered well. Now, again, the first half was pretty sloppy. They missed a lot of tackles, and offensively the penalties were just driving you crazy. But uh, they got better as the game went on and it proved that the Eagles uh, were a better football team. Well, they missed tackles. Cause, and it's not just I, – I, again, I'm down here. I see a lot of different – I hate – I don't want to – we, we banged the drum on this last year. I'm, I'll, I'll start it again. Teams don't tackle because they don't practice tackling. Right. They don't. They, they've changed the way this game is played now and the way the game is practiced and all these roles they put in and all these, you know, sanctions and all this – it's not football anymore. It's not, this is not the football that you played no. in the 80s. Not even close. It's, it's People mandated. People practice that yeah. day. They, you got hit a lot, didn't you? Every, every practice was full contact. Yeah. I mean, I mean, very, very, I mean, Vermeil used to call thud tempo where you, you just, mm-hmm. you know, bang into a body and release. And you, he hated those words. You could tell, like, he said, thumbs up, because I really want these guys to hit. We, uh, you know, uh, harking back to yesteryear, you brought it up. But uh, 
in the first they week of training. Even any, they don't even fight. They, they, they no, do everything's a walkthrough now. Everything's yeah. a walkthrough if it's not a veteran's day off. But um, <laughs> you know, we would do the first week in camp. We would do stretch and then go right to the Oklahoma drill. I mean, it was a bloodbath. <laughs> I mean, as soon as soon as the practice started. So you but know, it wasn't just game, you. I mean, that's what most teams were. I mean, well, you know, Dick Vermeil was a little tougher than the average coach, but every team was was hitting. They were. I mean, it's just the way you had to. That's how you prepared to play football. Exactly. Now the unions have taken over and mandated a certain amount of things. Yeah. You know, it's all about protecting the player. The players, you know, they sometimes they don't give max effort because they're looking for their next contract. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the team is trying to protect their investment so they don't want to get the players hurt, which, you know, which means less TV ratings and less people but we went coming. Just, you know. but, we, but you know what? That, and that's all well and good. I'm all about player safety. I don't want – I hate when I see – um, retired players, you know, going through what a lot of them have gone through in recent years. I hate that. That's terrible. And I'm, but there's as many injuries, if not more now, than there were back then. Well, there's, there's actually more injuries now, <laughs> yeah. I believe, because, you, you know, you don't get in hitting shape. But you know, let's, let's go over some of the items of the game. I mean, I thought uh, some interesting points – I found it interesting that the Eagles uh, go to Kenneth Gainwell in uh, obvious passing and two-minute drills over over Sanders. Now, uh, Sanders is not as good a receiver, apparently, as Gainwell. He's got a fumble problem. So I thought that was interesting. How about Zach Ertz? Okay, he opens that game, and he runs a pick play that he's smart enough to know that you know, if he just shields the guy, he's not going to get called, and it didn't, and that was uh, Devontae Smith's first touchdown. But how about when he traps the ball and runs back to the huddle and demands they run a hurry-up so they don't have time to question, and the the replay showed that the ball actually hit the ground. I mean, listen, say what you want to about Ertz. He can't block. His best days are over. Isn't that a guy you want to keep on his football team? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I mean – Again, there were some issues contract-wise, and him and Howie had a little blow-up. Well, now Goddard's having a blow-up with the Eagles with the contract. Maybe it's what are the Eagles and tight ends? I don't know. I don't know. It used to, it used to be so good. Well, we didn't. I don't think they like you a whole lot either. <laughs> no, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, um, you know, yeah, I, I, lo- I love the fact that uh, that, that Ertz uh, showed well, right, well yesterday early in the game. The smaller guys on the team. From the day he was drafted. Um, you know, he he's a he knows the game. I mean, he'll make a great coach one day if that's what he wants to do. I don't know if you know what what, what his future plans are, but I think he'd make a great offensive coordinator. Start you know start him off as a receiver, or whatever, and move him up. I think he'd be a because he is he he knows the game. He's very smart. Um, like like you said, just a play where he knew he trapped it, right? So yeah, he, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a, that was one of their better decisions in keeping him. And I don't and I don't know if they did it on purpose or they just couldn't get what they wanted for him. That's a great point. You know, they might have got paid into a corner and didn't get any offers for Ertz, and they just decided at the last minute to keep him. Uh, you know, all the talk we heard was that he was definitely going to get traded. And normally, teams leak that information. Uh, right. Sometimes they leak false information in order to. You know, to drum up the price. Other, yes, to drive up the price. Um, some other notes that uh, well, think about I wrote think just, you know, sometimes and this is an old cliche, but it's it's often true. The best trade you make is the one you didn't make. Mm-hmm. So keeping yeah. Ertz may have been 
one of the, one of the better moves the Eagles did. Yeah, I agree. You were, I agree. This, you, however you want to have where you, you want to look at it. So what a wonderful debut for Devontae Smith. I mean, I'm telling you, this guy is uh, Deshaun Jackson on steroids, in my opinion. He's, he knows how to get open. He knows, he knows how, the coin of phrase, the coin of phrase. But he knows how to get open. He knows how to catch the football. He's tough. He's small. But, again, if you can withstand the rigors of SEC football and play for Alabama, that tells me all you need to know. And I'm just so impressed with Devontae Smith. Again, we talked about Rager a little bit. I thought, you know, he had a nice showing with six catches in the first game. What's going on with Quez Watkins? They throw him the ball the first three times and then don't target him the rest of the game. And he had a couple of nice receptions there. I'm not sure what's going on with Nick Sirianni and that play calling. Well, again, maybe Atlanta's, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there were plays where they, 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 he could have gotten the ball, but, you know, that's Hurts is going through his, his progressions and, there's only one ball I'll throw if, if Rieger is open or Smith is open. You know, let's just say this. They have, all of a sudden, the Eagles have three good young wide receivers. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, right. if, if if they're your three, and that's what it looks like it's going to be, um, that's that's a pretty good combination there. And, and you got speed. You have, you know, Smith, Smith doesn't have the speed of either one of those two, of Rieger and, and Watkins, but he's not slow. Probably has the best hands of the three. Not, not probably. He, he does have the best hands of the three. Um, Watkins looks like he's, he's going to be the punt returner. Or no, Rager was doing punts. Watkins was doing kickoffs. I believe so. But it just we talked about this last week. It just mystifies me that a team that was dying for speed last year doesn't get Quez Watkins on the field because well, yeah. he certainly is a dynamic player. But you, you, you don't, don't know the other guys they had last. That, that, that you don't know the dynamic between Doug and right. Howie and what was going on there. Apparently, there and maybe was, the, maybe the white ball came off for Watkins. Maybe I mean again, I'm not there yeah. every day like I used to be. Maybe he didn't know the playbook. You know, maybe he was taking a hard time picking up the system. I mean, who knows? That's a valid point. Uh, a couple of other notes I had written down. I really thought that uh, that Sirianni was doing a Doug Peterson impression when he foregoes the field goal. Twice. I believe that would, well, yeah, and with 6.57 left in the third quarter, um, I believe it would have put him up by 12 at that point and uh, just didn't understand that decision. It's pretty hard to criticize a coach that wins the game 32 to six, but it just struck me as something that, you know, Doug Peterson was criticized for last year. And then what I thought would have been an obvious field goal situation uh, turned into a, a failed uh, fourth down conversion. I like aggressiveness. I do. And I, I even like, I mean, Doug was like that from the go. I mean, that's just Doug was, you know, go for it, go for it. I like it. I do. I like it. I, I like an aggressive minded coach much more than a passive coach, but sometimes you got to just take three points. Um, you know, again, the greatest play in Eagles history now was the silly special. And nine, I think ninety percent of your coaches wouldn't have done, would have kicked the field goal there. Right? I thought that was the greatest single play call ever. If it, you know, think about the pressure. If that works, and it did. It's a, then they go to the Eagles. Go well, they win the Super Yeah, you build that. If it doesn't, they run you out of town the next morning. So and they did that yeah, too. Yeah. Just a couple yeah. years. Eventually, eventually, <laughs> right. But uh, so I thought. I thought that was interesting. I, I thought that uh, uh, the. I was amazed uh, that the what they called the second coming of the greatest tight end ever in college football, Kyle Pitts, 
looked very mediocre to me. Now, going into the game, I thought the Eagles linebacking core would have trouble with Pitts because yeah. they had trouble covering tight ends last year. That wasn't the case. Pitts only had uh, four, reception, four receptions for 31 yards, uh, and, he, and he didn't really stand out. I thought they, they clamped down on Ridley really well. Ridley had a, a nice uh, start to the game, but they finished with only five receptions for 51 yards. So the linebackers and the defensive backs, an area that you and I thought really needed an improvement, I thought stepped up and played pretty well yesterday. Yeah, that's right. I was, more, I was most um, impressed and surprised by the Eagles' defense, which I thought wasn't very uh, – yeah, the front four is yeah, good as all, but it's but – it's, I, I knew those guys, and I knew what, what to expect. I thought Atlanta would, would be smart. Okay, we'll keep an extra guy in, give Matt a little more time, and he'll pick apart his secondary and linebacker crew, right? No, didn't happen. Um, I, didn't, I, didn't, I thought Atlanta's game plan was a little sketchy, too. But, um, but no, but give the Eagles defense. They played well. Now, again, one game, I'm not going to, you know, get too too excited off one game but it was but hey listen we had said this last week as well it was important for the eagles to play well um early in the season i mean i'm early in the game early in the season you didn't want them to start oh and four because a new coach a new unknown head coach like sirianni if he starts on four and let's say they lose that game yesterday because he did kick the field goal and it comes back to bite him and now you're going to have the veterans in that locker room, you know, rolling their eyes and talking among themselves and saying, that, look, this, you know, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, I, let's be honest. I don't think the players were thrilled about Doug Peterson being fired. Do you? I, I do not. I mean, how could you be thrilled with coach. a guy that – how could you be thrilled with a guy getting fired that took you to the Super Bowl a few years ago and gave you ice cream every day after practice? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Let me sign me up for some of that duty. But, you know, you talked about the Eagles' schedule coming up, and uh, we did this a little bit last week. But with this week they have San Francisco. You know, they, their start against Detroit was pretty eye-opening. That's a, a powerful offensive football team. Then you go to Dallas. Dallas looked pretty good the other yeah. night against Tampa Bay. That's Dallas' home, home opener. That is, I didn't realize that. But yeah, okay. Dallas and then, two on the road. And then you got the Chiefs at home, the return of Andy Reid. You know that's going to be a difficult game. At Carolina, which can be a tough place to play, and then Tampa Bay. So, you know, you're right. If the Eagles lose that game, they're staring four or five really tough games right in the face. So it's nice to see them have a little success early, but it's certainly they're going to be in, tougher. Hey, they're, they're, they're in full possession of first place. <laughs> that's right. Every other team in the NFC East lost. And guess, and they'll be in first place no matter what happens. They'll be at least tied for first no matter what happens next week. So well, that, that, hey. that's good. That's good for this new regime. And uh, Yeah, no, it's very good. And another thing that I was impressed with during the game, and when you look, look at the whole course of the game, young quarterback making his fifth, his only fifth NFL start, right? Rookie head coach in his first game, young receivers, basically young running back, rookie running back, and what's this? This is the Sanders third year now. Uh, third or fourth year for Sanders? It's to say, well, it's not his fourth. I think it's his third year. Third year. That's so very young offensive players, no turnovers. That's how you win in this league. You don't turn them more times than not. If you go through a whole game without a turnover, I'd like to look this up, and maybe I will. Teams that don't turn the ball over generally win the game. 
right? No Four question. times a night. No, no question. And, and they didn't. And that. And you know, you would think young guys are more susceptible. You know, I, I Hertz is going to make a bad. Th- no, no, no turnovers. Um, that's in, that's impressive. Now again, you could, if we were doing the Falcons, if our birds were the Falcons instead of them, or if our bird brain was a Falcon, we'd be blaming the Falcons' defense for not causing any turnovers. But that's not that's not the point. The Eagles did not turn the ball over, and that's if, if they do that every week, if they don't turn the ball over, they're going to win a lot of games. Well, I played for Jim Moore, and Jim Moore was not a stats guy other than he used to bring the turnover board into the team meeting after every game. And it, it was amazing how many times you, when you win the turnover battle, you win the game. And you're right, for young players not to put the ball on the ground, uh, I, I thought it was impressive and you know, one, one of the keys to victory. A couple other plays that stand out I want to discuss. Did you see the hit that Brandon Graham, uh, that stick that he made in the first I believe it was the first quarter when the Eagles were kind of struggling, brought the yep. running back right down. I mean, to me, that sends a message. What, what what a standout player for his entire career. Brandon Graham just brings it every week. And then, you know, a guy who is listed third on the depth chart, which I can't quite understand, is Sean Bradley, the linebacker from Temple. You know, he made a big stick in the first half that impressed me. And I, I really do believe that, if uh, with that defensive line, if these linebackers can come up and make those type of plays, it's encouraging what could happen defensively the rest of the year. Oh, yeah. I mean, you and I both have harped on this a lot that Eagles don't, they don't put a lot of emphasis on linebacker and they, they get what they get. Well, maybe they got lucky with some of these late pick on, on hands that they have now, but again, I'm not going to get overblown over one game, but, but you're right. If the linebackers can play well, it'll make the it'll make all the world the world of difference on the defense. Because last year when the team was so bad, part of it was the linebackers were atrocious. Right. So what do you think about this week? What do you think uh, the Eagles' game plan should be? I don't know if you saw much of the San Francisco no, and Detroit just game. Score. Um, yeah, they they look. Uh, of course, I mean Shanahan is just uh, one of the best play callers, if not the best play caller. In the NFL, he's a brilliant offensive mind. Uh, San Francisco's got some weapons. They went with Garofalo, but they put Trey Daniels in several times uh, in the game. And the, the Eagles, I believe, are going to have their hands full for their home opener this week. Yeah, I mean, San Francisco, they're gonna, most everyone picked them to make the play. I mean, it's probably split 50-50 on people picking either them or the Rams to win the West. But if you didn't pick them to win the West, you picked them to be a, at least a wild card. Um, you know, they had, they went to the Super Bowl what, two years ago last year. They had – I never – I mean, we talk about the Eagles' injuries. Um, San Francisco's injuries last year were just ridiculous. I mean, they so they didn't even – that wasn't even the 49ers. I used to call them the, the 29ers because they had – they weren't. They weren't. Forty. They didn't have forty nine. They had twenty two. They were down that 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 far. But um, now in that game, though, I mean, now, now they had a big lead on the Lions Sunday. I did see that. They were up. I think it was forty one to. I don't know, eighteen. Whatever it was, they were up comfortably. Looked like a blowout win, and it came down that the, the Lions actually had the ball down eight. The final score was forty one thirty three, and the Lions had the ball at the Niners twenty five with just under a minute to go, looking to go in and score and go for two to tie the game. So something happened at the, in that fourth quarter. Now maybe, again, 
sometimes it's, it's the first week, and like we said, they don't do a lot of things, and they got a big lead, and they kind of took the floor, I guess, maybe a little bit there, and watched, you know, well, the they, Lions they, almost pull off a crazy miracle comeback. The Lions recovered an onside kick, which is almost unheard of these days. Yeah. They fumbled the ball as they were trying to run out the clock. All the guy had to do was lay down. He had the first down, and he puts it on the ground. I believe the Lions were down 24 yeah, it was with two minutes, two, two minutes to go. But it doesn't mean anything to anybody unless you bet the game. Yes, yes, uh, <laughs> and I, think I, I, believe, I believe the Lions were getting about eight or nine points in that game. Yeah, which, they, the uh, Lions covered. <laughs> yeah, which, which, which made them a winner. Um, it also makes you roll your eyes a little bit. Like, Oh, boy, that's <laughs> one of the reasons why you, nobody should ever bet football. But um, let's, let's talk about the NFC East and a few uh, – remaining moments that we have. Washington uh, looks good, uh, but they lose uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and uh, they wound up um, – uh, the, the, the Skins lost they, they lost the game. The Chargers are a really explosive offensive unit, but I thought, I thought Washington played them pretty tough. It's going to be interesting to see if they go with Taylor Heineke as their quarterback, or now the Cam Newton talk is going to start again. Oh, the Newton's – it's already started, and it makes sense. Um, I don't think he can come in and start tomorrow. No. Um, but I it wouldn't if, – if, is, did he know the extent of Fitzpatrick? Is he, well, is he the done? report this morning was he had uh, some sort of a severe hip injury that he's going to be out at least a few weeks when you're older, uh, I can't bet. I didn't, that could be I didn't understand the medical term of what happened to his hip, but it's it's somewhat serious. At least it looks like he's going to be uh, out about a month. Um, I don't know if you caught any of that New York Giants game. They are oh, they're awful. awful. They're terrible. They're the worst team. They're, 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 I mean, Dan, yeah, they're Daniel the Jones team. cannot play. Okay, you got you got to move on from him. Uh, the only thing their most effective play is when he runs the quarterback draw because he makes terrible decisions with the football. They can't protect them. Um, and yeah, their their line defense is still is They've been trying to their fix that line for five years, and they still have their, their defense was supposed to be a strength. I think they're suspect. I mean, you know, Denver doesn't never has never had an offense, and they made Teddy Bridgewater look like look like Joe Montana. Yeah. So, um, and, then, yeah, the and then and then. And then, and then Dallas, who really should have won that game against yeah. Tampa Bay uh, last week, uh, offensively, you know they've got they've got the tools. Now they, they have lost a couple of, of linemen. Uh, one of them, I, I can't remember his name, who was uh, just got suspended. Collins, yeah, Collins. yeah, for five, for, games. for five games. And then and Martin uh, should be back, right? Yes, Martin is supposed to be back this week, but. Uh, the offensive line uh, for Dallas is uh, tremendous, and, they, and Dak Prescott looked like he didn't miss a beat after his ankle injury. If Dak stays healthy, the Cowboys are going to score a lot of points. I mean, they're going to be a good offense or defense. Still not, you know, what I would say good. Probably a little better than they were. I mean, last time they were the worst defense in the world. I think they've gotten a little better. Um, I think Dan Quinn's a decent defensive but I mean, he's more than decent. He, he's a good defensive coordinator. Um, but again, you know, you need the players. It's not who's coordinating them all the time. Um, but no, I think I think I think the Eagles. You know, everybody had them. A lot of people had them last in the division, which I never questioned. I thought they were better than better than the Giants. Um, but they could be. I mean, it's funny. Dallas has a great. If 
Dallas, if, if, if you had Dallas's offense with Washington's defense, nobody would, that, that team would be a Super Bowl contender. Maybe, sure maybe would. you know, but you don't. So, um, and then if you had Dallas's defense with Washington's offense, you'd be the Giants. Listen, let's, we got a couple minutes left. Yeah. Did you see the Carson Wentz debacle in Indiana? No, I mean, Did I see any of that. Oh, I just saw the scores coming in. Okay, they were uh, to- totally uh, outmanned in that game. Uh, Seattle was just the, the far better football team. Wentz had some episodes like last year. He He's not mobile enough to get away from the rush. Uh, he fumbled the ball on a fourth and short, tried to quarterback take it, never got the snap, and he, he looked unsure. Again, you don't want to put too much into the first week, but Eagles fans are hoping Wentz, Stays in there and plays well because they get a better first round draft pick if he does. Yeah, I don't. They're not making the Colts aren't making the playoffs. They're not. That's. I mean, people thought that. No, the Colts are not. They're not. AFC is pretty pretty good, and I don't see them being better than. No, they're not making that. That's not a good team. They're average or better. And Wentz, you know, like you said, he had when the old Wentz, the Wentz that you know was a, was an MVP candidate before he got hurt. Was very mobile. His, he made several. He made a million plays with his legs. Since those injuries, he's not the same guy. It's, he's just not. I agree. He's, not only is he less mobile, he looks less confident, which yes. is something he's going to he's going to have to overcome. But hey, listen, Mark, uh, great job this morning. Uh, we're going to do this again next week, and hopefully, we'll be reporting on an Eagles win over the Forty Niners. Oh, that'd be something. But for but for Mark Eckel, this is Ken Dunnick. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening to the Bird Brains, and we will talk to you soon. Take care.